Hey, everybody. Welcome to another great Monday on the Extraordinary Talk Show. It's your host, Della Hill. And if you are watching this right now, you have a, a few different options of how you can be receiving this show right now. You can be listening live on the radio on Radio St. George 100.3 in Southern Utah, my home. Or you could be listening live, watching live, getting the audio and the video on YouTube. Or you could be watching and listening live on Facebook. Or you might be catching this show later on after it's been uploaded to one of the podcast channels like Podbean and Spotify and iTunes and pretty much any other podcast place. You could find the the Extraordinary Talk Show, or you could go to the Extraordinary Talk Show YouTube channel to watch archived episodes of the show. So after we have live shows, I take the videos home and I upload them to the Extraordinary Talk Show YouTube channel. So you can go back and, and catch up on all of the other things that led up to here, because we've been doing the show now for over a year. And honestly, guys, really, if you were to go back and watch some of the shows from a year ago, you would be able to tell me, you know what, Ellie, you've gotten a little bit better at this since you first started. That's true. I have gotten better at this since I first started. I still have more to go. I still have more to learn. I still have more that I can do and be better. And that's amazing. And I love that I have so much opportunity left for me that I haven't finished it yet that I still get to work and learn and grow. But you might also notice if you go back to a year ago that some of the concepts that we talked about a year ago were really, really basic. We're stepping up the complexity of some of the things that we're talking about. It might seem to some of you that we're just talking about whatever was on my mind that week. And the truth is, it probably was. But the things that I'm telling you about, the things that I'm teaching you are deeper There's more to them than the surface level. And if you only get the surface level and that's all you're interested in, fantastic. That's wonderful. But guys, when I'm talking, I'm teaching with more than words. I'm teaching energetically. I'm teaching vibrationally. And if you are here, if you are listening and watching and paying attention, there's a reason for it. We live in a universe of attraction. And if you are listening to my voice right now, you have attracted my voice into your existence. And if you're listening to my voice right now, I have attracted you into my existence. And thank you for being here. I'm so glad that we get to be cooperative components in this journey together. That's a lot of fun. A lot of things I talk about might also seem like I'm repeating myself a little bit, but there's a reason for that, guys. When I'm repeating myself, I'm teaching you concepts on deeper levels. Most of these things can't be discussed once and dropped off and left. Simple things like allowing and forgiving are things that you have to be reminded of regularly. And hopefully, you're reminding yourself of these things. And hopefully, you're listening to your intuition as your intuition is reminding yourself of these things. But I'm also here to be a co-creator with your intuition and with your higher self to give you some of this information that's going to help you become a master. Now, if you only want to listen to me today and you're like, whoa, Della, that's too much. Okay, fine. I can tell you some things today that are going to help you be happier today. And if you're interested, if you want, 
If you think it might be helpful down the road, incorporating some of these ideas, topics, techniques will change your life for the long term. Not just today. You won't. It, it'll make you a little bit happier today. Yeah, actually, it won't. You will, because nobody can make you happy but you. And over time, as these things become more part of your processes, as you build habits around these things, your life will change. I know because mine has. And it's so much fun and so exciting. Think about that, though, is there's parts of change that we like and there's parts of change that we don't like. Like we love moving out of a house into a bigger house. We don't always love moving out of a house into a smaller house. And what I'm talking to you about today comes down to your personal happiness. This is really important because if you want to be happy, if you're committed to being happy, you have a choice. You can either choose to be happy or choose to not be happy. <clears throat> There's a lot of people who say that they're choosing to be happy, and yet the things that they're doing are not actually things that are going to bring them any happiness. And they know when they do those things that those things aren't going to bring them happiness, yet they still want to be happy. I've been there. You've probably been there too. When you get to the point where you're so sick of being unhappy that you're willing to do whatever it takes to be happier, that's when you really can put some of these topics and ideas into your life and really make a change. But here's the thing. You have to choose. Are you okay with letting your life be what it is? Are you okay with being bumped around, pushed around, abused, taken advantage of, manipulated, and being told how to live your life, how to feel, how to think? Are you okay with that? Because for 38 years of my life, I was. For 38 years of my life, I was okay with, with being pushed around and being told what to do. And I thought that if I did all these things, then sooner or later, I'd be happy. And I mean, I, I was happy because I insisted on being happy, but I was waiting for this bigger, greater happiness, right? Like that when you do this, you, you know, get married, you'll be happy. You have kids, you'll be happy. You go to college, you'll be happy. Yada, yada, yada. I did all those things. I accomplished all of it. I got to where I had the job that I had been aspiring to. I had the home, the family, and everything. And I looked around and I thought, I love all these things. I love my husband. I love my kids. I love my job. But I feel like I've been sold a bill of goods because I feel like I've been told that if I accomplished all these things, if I crossed all these things off my to-do list, that then I'd be happy. And it's not here. Whatever reward I thought was going to be here isn't. So what does that mean for me? That means I have to look at my whole life and, and rediscover it because all of the things that I thought would give me a result didn't give me that result. Or some of them did. That's, it's not true to say all of them. Many of the things brought me the desired result and many of them did not. That's the problem. It's not an all or nothing. We're not Sith. But many things didn't. And so I had to sit, step back and say, okay, well, I was given an if-then contingency. I was told if I did this, then this would happen. But it hasn't. And I was told that if I did this, then this would happen. But it hasn't. So clearly, those aren't true. What is true instead? And that took me on a search for truth. 
And along that search for truth, also a search for happiness. Because if those if-then contingencies didn't give me the reward I wanted, what if-then contingencies would give me the reward that I wanted? And that led me to being here with you now. Because I found some of these ideas and concepts that bring joy, that bring relief, that bring peace, and ultimately bring happiness, and more importantly, bring love. Because that is what it is all about. But if you are ready to make your happiness a priority, if you are ready to stop, this is important, guys, this is powerful. If you are ready to stop giving other people power over your happiness, it's time to listen. It's time to pay attention. Because if you're a person, and unless you've consciously decided otherwise, you probably are. I used to be. I still am some days. If you're a person who has many, many, many different things that you're depending on and all these factors have to fall into place to make you happy, you're going to be waiting a really, really, really long time. If you're waiting for traffic to be good, to be happy, you're going to be waiting. If you're waiting for your spouse to say and do the thing that you want them to say and do, you're going to be waiting. If you're waiting for the guy at Walmart to be nice, you're going to be waiting. The point is, there are so many different factors that play into your happiness, your happiness. And as the happiness creator in your life, as the person whose job it is, and it's only your job, it's nobody else's job to do this. It's not your spouse's, it's not your kids, it's not your mom's, it's not your grandma's, it's not your friends, it's not your neighbor's, it's not your your bishop or your clergy or anybody. It's your responsibility to find happiness for you. Nobody else can do it. They can try, but they cannot succeed. Only you can find happiness for yourself. So if you want to look around your life and look at all the things that make you unhappy, you could probably make a really, really long list of these. So if you have all of these things, if every single person that you know holds a token that says, make you mad, make you sad, make you unhappy, then every single person that you know has control over whether or not you are happy. Doesn't that feel helpless? Doesn't that feel like a victim? Doesn't that make you a victim? I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a victim. Sometimes you can find some comfort there, and I get it. But ultimately, if I'm a victim, then I'm to blame. If I'm letting other people do the things that I know they're going to do to make me unhappy and I don't do anything about that, whose fault is it? That's mine. Because just like it's nobody else's job to make me happy, it's not my job to make anybody else happy. So when that guy over there is mad and he's cranky, it's not my job to make him happy. He might say or do something that could make me unhappy. And if he did, I could easily blame him and go, that guy did that. That guy said that to me. How dare he? But guess what? If I did that, you know what I did? I gave him power of my happiness. I gave him that token, that control token. Here you go. Use this whenever you want to make me upset. It'll work. Guarantee you. Promise. 
I'm done with those tokens. I'm over that. I get to be the one to hold those tokens. I get to be the one to have those tokens in my pocket. My emotion tokens are mine. They don't belong to anybody else. So when that guy says something or does something that makes me mad, I'm the one who gets to forgive that. I'm the one who gets to let that go. I'm the one who gets to be okay with it. Because for one thing, I can look at it and realize that him having a bad day has nothing to do with me. Him saying or doing something rude is merely a projection of his attitude, his behavior, his day. That's a projection from him. When you project a movie onto the movie screen, is the movie actually taking place on the movie screen? It looks like it is, but it's not. It's merely projected there. And you can prove that it's not actually taking place on the movie screen because if somebody stands up and blocks the, the movie from hitting the TV screen or the projector screen, instead it's going to hit that person. And now that movie is now, instead of being on the screen, is now on that person. My point being, the movie does not take place on the movie screen. It is projected there. If that guy says or does something rude to me, it doesn't happen to me. It's projected to me from him. Does that make sense? That's his movie. I get to be the screen that if he's going to look, if he's going to watch, he can see how he is reflecting onto me. But it's not my job. It's not my job to do that. And chances are he's not going to see that anyway, so I'm not going to go out of my way to show it to him. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go, wow, I hope his day gets better. I'm going to wish him some love. I'm going to wish him some happiness. And whatever it was that he said and did to me, I'm going to be okay with. Because being okay with it is the secret. This is how you allow. This is how you give permission. This is how you forgive. You just be okay with it. Buddhists often talk about attachment, that attachment is the thief of joy. And yet you've also heard people say that comparison is the thief of joy. Well, I think both those statements are true because attachment to comparison is the thief of joy. If, if you have one thing, if you have one pair of shoes and that's your favorite pair of shoes in the world and you are so attached to that pair of shoes that you can't go anywhere without that pair of shoes, when you no longer have that pair of shoes you're going to be pretty unhappy. That's what attachment means. That's how if you are so attached to that item that the absence of it causes you pain, that, my friend, is a painful attachment. That is something you want to recognize and let go of. Clip it, cut it, delete it, transmute it, let it go. Doesn't mean you have to get rid of the shoes. You can still love the shoes. You can still be grateful for the shoes. But you also have the knowing that everything changes, everything comes and goes, there's a season, there's a turning, and sooner or later, you're not going to have those shoes anymore. And when that time comes, that will be okay. And if you can master that, guys, you can master everything. That's the tough part right there, is to be able to look at something and say, and that's okay. And you're going to say, well, wait a minute, Della, there's some things I can't say that about. There's some things that I cannot be okay with. Well, let me ask you something. 
we've had we're in hurricane season. We've had a couple of hurricanes come through. If there's a tree on the beach, man, I'd love the beach. I would love to live on the beach. And so there's all these trees on the beach and they're happy, but then they see a storm coming. When that storm comes, do you think that they go from relaxing on the beach and going, oh, this is the best, to going, oh, no, there's a, there's a storm coming? Do you think they panic? Do you think that those trees clench their roots down into the soil to hold on tighter? No. They don't have to for two reasons. One, they got out ahead of it. They are already prepared. By the time that storm comes, those roots are as deep into the ground as the tree is tall, if not further. Those roots are already holding tight. The tree does not need to panic. It does not need to grab on tighter because it already has a better hold than it could get any other way. The other reason it doesn't panic is because the tree is part of nature and it accepts nature. It's good with nature. And nature means storms sometimes come. And that tree knows that if that storm is stronger than the roots that it has, there's not a dang thing it can do now. And that's okay. Because the tree acknowledges he's prepared. He's done everything that he could up to now to be ready. There's no point kicking himself for not being more ready. What good does that accomplish? No blame, no shame, no victim. That's important here, guys. No blame, no shame, no victim. The tree isn't going to kick himself for not having deeper roots. His roots are as deep as was reasonable for him to grow them. And he's got to be okay with that. And then if the tree, if the storm comes and pulls him up by the roots, then guess what? He's okay with that too. Because he's part of nature, he sees the ebb and flow, and he's willing to be part of it. You are part of life. When the storm in life comes, you got to know that you've done the work to grow your roots. And you've got to know that you've done everything that you can do and there's nothing else that you could do. And you've got to know that you're going to be okay no matter what happens. And some people are going to say, well, Della, how am I supposed to be okay with a school shooting? How am I supposed to be okay with rape and murder and beatings and violence in the world. Here's the thing. I'm not asking you to condone it. I'm not asking you to say it's okay. I'm asking you to be happy anyways. I'm asking you to acknowledge it and say, that's okay. I'm okay with it. I don't agree with it. I don't want more of it. But it happened. I can't change it. And the one thing I have control over is me, myself, and I. And I choose to not let that make me unhappy. Because there's evil in the world that's causing a lot of unhappiness. And I'm sad about that. And I'll do whatever I can to help. But allowing that that has touched me in no other way than that I've heard it on the news. To allow that to hurt me allows that evil to win. Also, I don't believe in fighting fighting evil because we've been fighting drugs, we've been fighting crime, we've been fighting poverty, and look where it's gotten us. We've been fighting for decades, and we're going to be fighting for decades unless we decide to 
address things differently. Again, I'm not saying condone, but I'm saying fighting doesn't help. The first step is to be okay with it, to simply accept it, to let it be what it is. You got to know that things change. You got to know that there is a turning of seasons, that you can't hold on to everything. We have that human need of consistency, yet we also have the human need of inconsistency. This is why we watch the same movie over and over, because we, we know that it's a good movie, but every time we watch, we're going to get something different out of it, right? When life changes, it, it messes with our, our consistency. We like that consistency. We like that security. And when life changes, it throws us into a panic. It makes us want to grab the ground harder with the roots. The problem is you can't make the roots any stronger than you've already made them. You have to give yourself credit for doing what you've done. Remember, no blame, no shame, no victims. This isn't about beating yourself up. The tree doesn't beat itself up for not having deeper roots. Don't beat yourself up. Just look at it, recognize what it is, and say, I'm ready. And I'm okay with it. And you do get to a point, guys, if you do this enough, it's not going to happen day one, it's not going to happen day two, but if you do this enough, you get to the point where you see the entire world with the innocence of a child. Where you get to the point that nothing is unacceptable. I'm not saying everything is okay is is good. I'm saying nothing is unacceptable. I'm saying that everything that happens you can look at and and not be robbed of the love and the joy that you have in your heart. It doesn't mean that you condone it, but it means that it can happen and you can still be strong in love and you can still be strong in happiness. So the question is, what can you be okay with? What in your world can you be okay with? Can you be okay with it when the sun goes down tonight? Well, you're going to say, of course, I have to be. What am I going to do about it? That's the whole point. When the sun goes down tonight, be okay with it. I accept that the sun's gone down. I allow the sun to go down. And you might make that feel like you have some control over it. Okay, go with it. You allow it. You allow it to be what it is. And that's nice and easy when it's easy things. And it's a little tougher when it's hard things. It's tougher when it's those things that push your buttons. And you know what those things are. And your kids know what those things are. And that's why they do it. When you learn to be okay with that. And guys, as a foster mom, that was something that I had to learn. In order to be a successful foster parent. Because foster kids, kids, teenagers, they're so smart. They know how to poke your buttons. They know how to needle you. And so I had to figure out really quick. Each of my foster kids would find a button that they could push on me, right? And I had to recognize really fast, ooh, I'm letting him get a a reaction. I'm giving him a reaction when he did that. I'm giving him exactly the reward, which is rewarding his negative behavior. I don't want to do that. Let me change it. And I got really, really good at being okay with the things that my foster kids would say and do, even if they said them directly to me, especially when they said them trying to upset me. Because that's when you even kind of get a little bit of leverage. You're like, hey, when you realize somebody's just trying to offend you, then it kind of becomes funny. 
And then you can step back from it and see it as a game and go, not my problem. My foster kids were really, really good at, at finding the buttons. I was really, really good at turning those buttons off. I was really, really good at recognizing the things that I was likely to give a reaction on and training myself to be okay with those things so I wouldn't give a reaction. And what that meant was that I had control over myself. It meant that my foster kids had control over themselves. And from there, we could all move forward with ourselves. There wasn't power struggles. There wasn't battles constantly. I just was okay in a really, really beautiful way. So what can you be okay with? What can you accept? If you're looking at your world, what do you see in your world that you currently view as unacceptable? And how could you change it? What is it that's unacceptable? Why is it unacceptable? Is it something that you have power to control? And if you don't have power to control it, then you are giving your power to that thing if you allow it to continue to rob you of joy and love. So recognize that and realize that the most important thing is holding on to your own joy and holding on to your own love. And when you realize that the things around you are robbing you, are leeching you of your joy and love, you want to have a control over that. You want to protect that. You want to shield that, don't you? I do. Remember, don't condone evil. Just don't let it rob you of love. When it robs you of love is when it wins. Even if you hate an evil, when you hate one evil, you only create another. What can you be okay with? Remember, you're the one responsible for your own happiness. Nobody else is. And as always, I'm not trying to tell you what to think. I'm only encouraging you to think for yourself. So think about this, ponder on this. What can you be okay with, even if it's the sunset? But as you do that, I guarantee you will find peace. Can't we all use some of that? All right, guys, like always, I'm not trying to tell you what to think. I'm trying to get you to think for yourselves. This is Della with the Extraordinary Talk Show. I'm here every Monday. I'll be here next week. Thanks for joining me. I will see you soon, and I love you. Have a great week, guys. Bye-bye.